0: You're listening to the Leaders of the Future podcast, where we believe the... Wait a minute. Merry Christmas, everybody. And We've got a very special edition for you today, where Julian and I are joined by the true leaders in our lives, our wives. We hope you enjoy. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of the Leaders of the Future podcast. My name is Joel. I come from a ministry called Lift Leaders, and... I am joined by my friend Julian Clark, but today is an extra special day, Julian. Am I right?
1: You are very right. So right. As
0: usual. As usual,
1: yes. How are you, Joel?
0: Oh, I'm I'm good. Thank you, Julian. (laughs) We've had feedback from a a listener that I don't ask Julian how he's doing. So uh, Julian, how are you? Are you okay? Well,
1: do you want me to just say I'm fine or
0: do you want the real answer? Because that could take the whole episode. Now I have a dilemma. Somewhere in the middle? No, I'm good. Thanks. So speaking about being right um, and the topic of being right, what makes this episode special is because uh, we both have our very own sources of truth joining the conversation. Uh, For Christmas, uh, we thought we would uh, have some special guests on, and that is our wives. This is the Leaders of the Future Wives edition.
2: Thank you.
0: Yes. Welcome, Helena Bagnell and Karina Clark.
2: Hello. Thank you.
0: Whoop, whoop. You know, they're settling on very quiet. You should see there is celebrations going on either side of the screen. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, since this is a special Christmas edition, uh, and off air, we were having a conversation, quite a hilarious one, actually, about apparently how Julian is the supreme gift giver. And maybe I've got a lot of work to. Uh, they they can't see you're nodding, by the way, on a podcast. So you have to <laughs> yeah. verbalise it.
3: I'm trying to behave. <laughs>
0: um, about you know Christmas and gifts, often associated for gifts. And I just want to say this publicly on air that, honey, you are the best gift I've ever had in my life.
3: Oh, oh no! See you, mate. you got in first. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sneaky.
0: That's what we call point scoring, right there. The gift that keeps on giving, is that right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I am definitely over abundantly blessed. Anyway, so uh, gift giving. So um, Julian and and Karina, let's let's open this discussion up. What is it that makes Julian such a good gift giver, especially around times at Christmas and beyond?
2: Oh gosh!
0: Because there's a special um, story to this. I heard that it goes well beyond Christmas
2: yes it does julian is a very generous gift giver that helps hugely um because when it comes to if you guys talked about the whole love languages stuff before um, we don't
0: talk about love that much (laughs) (laughs) only for five episodes
2: oh dear um the whole five love languages how people feel they're appreciated and i've discovered that um receiving gifts is definitely a way that i feel loved So Julian in discovering this, then for one year following Christmas on the 25th of December, the following year on the 25th of every month, he gave me a gift, 12 months. So that was pretty impressive.
0: Now, I could imagine that there's many a young man or young leader out there thinking, Julian, you've really set the the bar high there. Thank you for that.
1: Mm. I'm Sorry, I know I've just intimidated everybody with my sense of excellence. And, uh, you know, yeah, like you say, raising the bar. So, you know, everyone just needs to up the game, really. Yeah, I... they, were all, they were all very romantic gifts and, you know, <laughs> <well> thought out.
2: <laughs> no, they really weren't. They were very, a lot of them were very <laughs> practical gifts. But what it was, shall I tell you what the key was? You'd actually listened to stuff that I'd said. You know, when you moan about stuff and say, oh, I really hate this duvet or whatever. You'd actually listened. And then he bought me the things that I was moaning about. He replaced them with the things that I wanted.
1: So listen, everybody, who's a regular to this podcast. There's a leadership lesson right there. Yes. You get exactly. to listen. Leaders yeah. listen.
3: There you go. I'm just I'm,
1: I'm putting so my, big up in myself yet again.
3: I'm so grateful for this relationship we have with you guys. Thanks for inspiring Joel Julian.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Well, I guess this is where, and, and in case you didn't catch it, so Julian's wife joining us, her name is Karina, just in case I didn't introduce you guys properly. And this is funny because my wife's name is Helena. So it's maybe you could start your own podcast, podcast called The Karina and Helena Show.
3: No. That would be amazing.
0: <laughs> well, we got two different types of answers but here. But we
3: would call it like bus ladies or something like that. Yeah, but
2: we wouldn't put our names in it. You know, humility and all of that.
0: Welcome to the Boss Ladies, as long as it's not the Bus Ladies podcast,
3: um, <laughs> Karina and Helena. But is it now I tell you, um, tell people about the great gifts that you've given me, Joel? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah that's, come that's on, Helena, we yeah,
3: yeah, I will. Um, so for my first Mother's Day, Joel gave me a vacuum cleaner. Oh, dear. Genius. <laughs> no. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the worst gift ever. No. It's It's like it's
0: practical. No,
3: it's like I appreciate your motherhood and that you're like carrying a baby. And by the way, here's a vacuum cleaner.
0: But didn't but you're missing half of the story. No. The other part of the gift was the sheer enormity of the amount of time I spent using that vacuum cleaner to clean the house and Yeah, see! See, she admitted that. She admitted that. But if
3: that just had if you would still vacuum clean with the same enthusiasm, I would be very happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the
0: podcast is going into dangerous waters right now.
1: What, what made me laugh there was the way Helena said um, you bought her a vacuum cleaner and just kind of went, <sighs> it's just this sigh <laughs> of, of despair, kind of. <laughs> well, I mean,
0: she's not telling you how awesome the Christmas gifts uh, we've already, I've already bought her are for this year. So um I don't you know I don't think there's much to complain about have you guys bought each other christmas gifts yet mm, yes.
1: yes
2: I have yes oh, oh. it's surprises though which I hate surprises <clears throat> but I've had to learn to trust Julian that he knows me well enough because I have this inbuilt fear it goes back to childhood we'll not go there um but the surprise will never quite measure up. To, it'll never be quite, you know, when you want something and someone buys you what they think it is, but it doesn't quite hit the mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's kind of my inbuilt fear, but Julian has managed to, to actually, you know, really hit the mark. Yeah. I've so. had a trip
1: to the garage and I've picked a few bits out Yeah,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> The garage, the, the service station, the petrol yeah. station. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. I've got some screen wash for you. Uh, there's leadership lessons all through this this is rich content
3: Mm. right now
0: (laughs) so um i guess something we wanted to talk about i mean we 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 try not to make these um podcasts too long this is definitely a danger having wives involved um just you know length of conversation
3: but not because of us but you both are very chatty. well that's you and julian that's
0: arguable that's arguable I, but anyway
2: I, don't, I just say i don't Sorry. think julian has ever been called chatty in his whole life
0: <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, all,
2: I've
0: all fingers are pointed <laughs> in one direction here then oh yeah okay um and that's that's apparently me but so i'll put this out there so we people who listen to this podcast here julian and i Uh, give our musings and our thoughts about leadership and some practical things. But we kind of wanted to get you guys in on the discussion because leadership is more than just about what you do at church or at your workplace or any form of ministry, whatever. You know, um, people who listen to this probably are involved in many different things. But leadership is very much uh, also about what happens in the home. And my, my mother, the late Kerry Bagnall, used to always say that it doesn't matter how good you are or how many people like you outside, it's what happens at home which matters the most. And um, those, those words and maybe those few finger pushes into my chest still feel very real and, uh, and pertinent. But yeah, I guess we, what we wanted to do is just invite you guys on that discussion. And what is your perspective? Is there any difference? In life and living uh, when it comes to what happens at home or what happens at church
2: there shouldn't be I think would be my my initial thought so that there shouldn't be um, but often there is that 's just the reality um, I'm sure I am not the only person you know we have we have three girls as, as some of you will know, and when they were younger i'm sure they would tell the tale of you know. The trauma of getting out of the house on a Sunday morning, and the shouting and ranting in the car on the way to church, and then you get out <laughs> the car and um, you walk down the path. You've got the vice-like grip on their hand, but everybody's smiling, and it's all like just you know, morning, everyone, um, and we're all great. So there is, you know, there is that element I think. But for me, the actual, I think, the place where you see what's really in you and where. Where whatever leadership and and character is in you, the place where that's really going to come out, and it's going to be seen in all its glory, has got to be at home. That that to me is kind of the most real place.
0: What do you? What are your thoughts, Helena?
3: No, I I agree. I think um we have two boys, in in uh, quite a interesting age, almost five and two and a half. And um yeah, it's um. Yeah, I had one morning, someone walked up to me. She was like, oh, I've had a really bad morning, blah, blah, blah. I didn't tell her that Joel and I had been arguing all morning because I was like, "No, oh, this is just not the place. We don't argue often on Sundays, but for some reason we did that morning. Just the other days of the week. And I think, um, I think, <laughs> we, I think we try and be very transparent with who we are as people and pastors, but um, there's just some things that you don't necessarily take down with you to church we live just next door so we don't have to shuffle anyone in a car or anything but it's still um like the whole getting ready and i think we we try like we will tell in 10 15 years whether it's worked or not but we try and involve our kids so that church is not just work but it's an awesome place for them as well you um yeah it's such a fine balance Church and family, especially when you 're in leadership, I think
2: yeah, definitely, I think obviously our kids are older now and one of actually the greatest joys and what I would say is probably you know if we if you talk about achievements in leadership for me and and I know for you our mm-hmm. our family is where it, that that sits, you know the fact that our girls are all serving God and loving God and planted in church and um you know, living their lives for him—that—that that is the biggest win over everything. Oh. If we'd had great success stories externally in church and at work, but didn't have that at home, to me, that—that's just—it's empty. So oh. home is—is is where it all starts, and it starts in. It wasn't just us about leading—you know, leading the girls in that. We have to live that out. They follow our example. The, the fastest lesson I learned as a parent and being in that close proximity with another person is that they copy you. Mm. And so how you are living is
3: absolutely key. Mm. Definitely. Can, sorry, I know you guys are meant to ask the question. Oh no, go, go for it. Karina, in your, <clears throat> in your house, what has the discussions been in terms of like when especially when your girls were little what were your your reflections or like your goals in terms of bringing them on the journey and making sure that they were thriving um in all of this as well have you had any like specific like this is our goals or like this is like non-negotiable so like can i ask
2: yeah we did we sat on, on some non-negotiables but ironically it was when our third daughter was born so we had three under five and that was the point at which when when grace came along i remember we sat down and said okay sundays are a challenge we have two two services on a sunday but we actually made the decision at that point okay instead of saying we'll always go once and then if we can make it on the evening service we will the reality is, if you start with that approach, you very rarely make it on the evening. There's always something. It's always easier to not go. Yeah. So we actually said, right, for us, it's a non-negotiable. Sundays are about church um, and we we make that a priority for our family. But also around that, it's explaining the why to the girls. So it's not just then about going somewhere. It's why, why do we go to church? Why is this important? And that's the bit that fills up the other six days of the week because that's got to be the foundation then for why that's a non-negotiable. Um, and that fed into everything then, really, didn't it? How we did you know, the Monday to Saturday.
1: Yeah, because we both work for church. So you are at church on a Sunday and then it's church through the week mm-hmm. and you can talk about everything that's going on in the office and things that are being planned. So this was easier again when they were younger for us to be able to have conversation at home about stuff that was going on in church. But we would often have times, we would kind of say, can you give mum and dad 10 minutes, 15 minutes, sometimes while we're making, yeah. we're, we're putting the food together for the evening meal, we would use that time to kind of decompress. Because although we work in the same building, we work on different things, so wouldn't always necessarily have the same concerns, frustrations, joys. Whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Um, so that was important. Obviously, as they get older, that becomes a bit more difficult because they hear everything and they start to pick up on your own, I don't know, emotions or mm-hmm. angst that you might be feeling at the time.
2: But I think we tried really hard to make sure we kept it all about it was about God. It wasn't yes. about it's about God first, then church. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in a quick plug here in Julian's book, there's a, there's a section that, um, nice. uh, Thank you.
0: (laughs) Always Get it in there.
2: (laughs) But one of the sections in there, one of the guys who contributed said he wished, you know, one of the things that he wished he'd know when he was younger is that it's God, family, church, Mm. God, family, church. And too often we get that the wrong way around and we make it about church first, um, and God, and then the family gets pushed Mm. down the line and by family it's not even about whether you've got kids you know there'll be people listening to this who are maybe years away from that but you have parents and you've got siblings and I think one of the core things for me is we have to make sure that our family you know people if they're not even if they're not Christians especially if they're not Christians they're going to rate how God loves people by how we love people and so we've got to make sure yes our relationship with God is primary that's where it starts and then it but then it's family and that's outworked family first, then church. Um, and if you can keep, you know, we got it wrong as many times as we got it right. It's by the grace of God that, you know, we are where we are. But that, that's that been an absolute key
3: for us, I think. That's awesome to hear. That's very encouraging.
0: So just a thought, and maybe if you guys have a question for us, that's, that's good. But we are happy to... Um, let the no, uh, let the conversation go uh, where it needs to go. One thought I was having uh, in that reflection of when you said a while ago uh, that it starts in the home, which is, I agree a hundred percent. So leadership starts in the home, but what element or where is the crossover, or how do we manage um, the fact that home is a safe place too? Uh, because there's certain things as leaders or certain way, ways ways we we'll carry ourselves and certain things we have to deal with, um, out when we're leading, but also home is a safe place where there is grace to also be vulnerable and let our walls down, uh, kind of like what you were saying, you know, give us ten, five, ten 10 minutes, uh, to decompress, to talk about things. But, um, I guess what, what can we say about that home is where leadership is and where maybe our character starts, but what, what element also is home a safe place? Because, I would probably say reflecting on my own, uh, my own journey. There's definitely some emotions or some things that I express here that I would never uh, probably say publicly or express out in uh, from the church pulpit. If that makes sense, definitely. That's a great
1: question, and uh, difficult to answer in one sense. Uh, but you're right; you can't. There are some things you can't express to people in church that you hopefully you can express and that's the joy of having a, a wife isn't it who for me is a Christian and is a part of the journey with me um and for both of us to be able to have those honest and open conversations um and like I said when the kids were younger it was easy to be able to do that now we'll go for a walk or something and be able to kind of just uh do that but um yeah
2: I think the other side of it is you're right there are things that you you need is home has to be safe so that we yeah. can um be vulnerable but I also think sometimes a mistake we make is that we don't take enough of that outside and into the pulpit. Mm. Um, Very good. And sometimes, sometimes some of that vulnerability and honesty is what helps people connect with us when you're in the pulpit, Very when you're leading in life. Um, so you're right, I, I'm, there absolutely has to be some filters there. <laughs> you can't be quite as open and vulnerable as you are at home. But I think, it, I think it's a mistake that we sometimes make to put too much of a veneer over that. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, people don't want to see an open wound. Honestly, yeah. you know, they don't want the open wound showing off to, you, you, know, to
0: you, you don't want to bleed over the
1: whole you congregation. Know. <laughs> you know those people who just go, look at this, look at <laughs> this, and you're like, oh, man, that just makes me feel a bit sick. Um,
3: <laughs> I hate when people the- put Instagram, they're like, i cut my finger or something, and I'm like, I just don't oh. want
1: <laughs> but the healing process of that i think that's the part you can share yeah
3: um
1: or you know or a scar obviously you know we love people love to tell them stories about how i got this scar i think that that's that stuff's appropriate yeah
2: how do you guys manage it literally yeah. living right next door to church and obviously you're both involved in church so it's I guess similar to us it's everything kind of blurs into one I do think mm-hmm. it's a very different life isn't it where you if you go out to work and come home and you are part of a church, there's more clear lines drawn. How, how do you guys navigate it with your boys?
3: Um, I, I think we have the advantage of, um, yes, the church is just next door, but it's not the same front door. And we, we don't have a doorbell either. So if people, people can't, just, um, uh, can't just turn up and, like, we wouldn't know they're here. Cause it's like two doors. Um, I think, um, at the moment we're loving, actually loving being next door because it means if we have a late meeting or if we have an event thing, um, we can actually put the boys to bed, leave the baby monitor here and then go and both be present uh, present there. So it works very well now. And, um, and the fact that we don't live in church, but next to, I think is working well. And I think we've, um, over the last almost four years that we've been in Denmark, Joel's always been out a lot. And I'm um, not out a lot, that sounds Travelling. Bad. Travelling a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've been out hitting the clubs, everyone.
3: And <laughs> <laughs> <not, not>, <laughs> dance moves. And no, you don't want to see the dance moves. Um, no, but I think, um, because Lift Leaders has been a very important part of what we started doing here in Denmark, I think I very early in, in this whole, um, ministry journey, um, got very, like, um, got a conviction that I know Joel is lifting leaders in churches all around Europe and I'm lifting leaders at home because, um, I want to raise our boys to be leaders in, yeah. in church or whatever whatever field they're in. So, um, uh, whenever, if ever I would feel jealous of Joel going out, like we would talk about those frustrations because they come and yes it's sucky being home a lot with two kids who constantly yell at you and demands things and they're lovely too they're super sweet but men they're a lot of work too and um they're children they're children and i think i'm um, i think for me as well i've within the last year or two i found my own identity as a pastor not a pastor's wife but a pastor and i know i'm not I'm not a pastor by title, but I am by heart. And I know, um, I think, I think when it can go wrong in ministry, maybe for couples is when you don't allow both to actually f- figure out what the calling is. Like, I know I'm called to be a mum, but I'm called to more than that. I'm not just a mum. but for this season, I know, um, for the sake of our boys, I know that's what's required of me. um, and then, yeah, I think we're trying to take them to as many events as, as possible. A couple of weeks ago, we took the boys to the evening service, which we don't often do because like, it starts at 7 p.m., which is very close to their bedtime. Um, but Matthias, our oldest, who's a b- bit of a character, maybe you should admire him for a podcast one day. Um, <laughs> I would absolutely love that. He's almost fun. He's, he's a bit of a character, but I can tell he's he's understanding more and more like it's always been a prayer for him that he would he would uh, know the Holy Spirit from a young age and i I think yeah. he's got a crazy imagination, but I think they're part of that that's actually growing inside of him. He got to um help with praise and worship like he was invited to stage and he did some dance moves and he absolutely loved it so I think we we try as much as possible to have them bring them and and yeah. whenever we're at church like Sugar rules don't apply in church. If he needs four biscuits or four pieces of chocolate to have a good time, that's what we do. I think to make to make obviously you can't bribe your kids like that, but for for church to but be But grandparents can. Grandparents can. But um for for um for kids to enjoy that space of church too and not feeling like parents are taken away from them.
0: Yeah, yeah and I guess um the whole thing about having safe place as well like our philosophy is uh you know that we we don't want it to be necessarily well then there's church and then there's our family or you know then there's ministry and then there's our family like it's it's definitely we want to bring our children into ministry but then of course it's just important to have clear um boundaries or clear expectations one of them of which is helena is very happy to release me to go and um preach and minister. And that's tough when it's all all day Sunday and every Sunday night. And I'm sure there's many times that she would love me to be sitting on the couch watching TV with her on a Sunday night or tucking the boys in bed. Um, But there's also this agreement that if things are really tough, um, that she has the right to say, hey, actually, I need you home now. And we have this agreement where I will no matter what it is, I I will drop it, and someone else can step in and I'll come home. So there's mm. certain things um, that we have in place to make it a safe place mm. um, and to sort of steward our family well whilst we bring them on the journey.
3: And this is gonna sound maybe slightly harsh, but um whenever Joel's at a meeting, church-related meeting, which you're often you're rarely at meetings that aren't church related. But when you are and the boys are like, Where's daddy? I'm like, he's at work. I don't tell him. Or tell them that he's at church because I don't, I don't, um, unnecessarily want to connect missing daddy and him being in church to be connected feelings, if that makes sense. Like, to yeah. like, yes, you're not volunteering, it is like you're paid to do be pastor, so it is a work, but I just, um, I don't want to give church like a negative, um,
0: connotation,
3: connotation, yeah.
2: I think it's helping draw that line, isn't it? It's sort of, you know, Christians are who we are. Mm. Um, and You know, loving God is who we are. The ministry is the outworking of that. But so for our girls, it's that, you know, church is who we are. You know, mm. we are the church and helping them understand that. But at the same time, then being able, and that I think that's really difficult even as adults to sometimes draw the line between mm. um, what, is, what is serving God and what is actually just... Um, kind of doing stuff because i i can't i don't want to say over serving because i don't think there's any such thing but you know what i mean that mm-hmm. that that kind of that drive to always be there that is to the detriment and cost of our family um, and other things that should be a priority just because you're not there every time the door opens doesn't mean that you're not loving god and having a strong relationship with god and it's finding that that balance in there isn't it yeah. um Because we, you know, a priority for us was always that we wanted our kids to love being in church Mm. um, and doing all that you can so that it never feels like a chore Mm. to go to church. That, you know, we get, hey, we get to go to church. Mm. Um, Yeah.
1: Wow. Our wives have found their voices, Joel. (laughs) That's good. Not not only is this a a Christmas special, it's also an extended version. (laughs) (laughs) leaders of the future podcast so i I was i'm reflecting and thinking what have we learned today what we learned from our time with our wives we've learned that julian's an amazing gift giver and joel's got a lot of progress to make Uh, we've learned that uh, there's a tension between home and church but that's it can be a good tension Uh, we've also learned that um joel still needs to start his tiktok um account and show off his dancing (laughs) skills no
0: I'm I'm very I'm I'm very impressed that you even know what TikTok is, Julian.
2: <laughs> I
1: just heard it mentioned. I'm
0: down, with, I'm down. with the kids.
2: And the very fact that you say that means that you're not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure, and I uh, hope we have a chance to do this again. No doubt we will. And yeah, we'll um,
3: invite ourselves over, I guess. Yes.
0: <laughs> but thank you very much for your time, Karina.
3: Absolute pleasure. Loved it
0: and julian this is where you say thank you helena for joining
1: us <laughs> <this video. laughs> oh, <well, laughs> okay. for everyone listening I, I didn't pick up on the cue there and i missed that 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 subtle most and now i, know. I actually I, I wanted to say this before i know i'm now going to waffle on a little bit but um i saw helena on you version and uh, she's going to finish reading her bible in the whole year she's
0: on track He's so mapping or you tracking.
3: You are. I, I don't really have any friends because I don't want people to track it. Well, <laughs> Julian's on
0: to you. He can just, <laughs> You're a few days I behind. Think,
3: I think I'm a couple of days behind. But I love it. If you haven't read the Bible through ever yet, do it. You version have an awesome... Yeah. That was a good mention.
0: Yeah, right? yeah, good stuff. They should pay us.
3: Yeah.
1: Hey, so thanks everyone for being with us again today and having a fantastic Christmas wherever you are, wherever you listen from. We love that you are with us on the journey and hey, we'll see you uh, so you'll hear from us again very soon.
2: You will.
0: Merry Christmas Merry from Christmas. the Clarks and the Bagnells.
3: Woo! Yeah. <laughs>
0: Thanks so much for listening today, whether it was your first time or whether you've been with us for all 26 episodes. What a year 2020 has been and the first year of the Leaders of the Future podcast. We want to encourage if you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you keep up to date with us on social media, Lift Leaders and 19 Project. And most importantly, have a very Merry Christmas and an
2: incredibly blessed New Year.